Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Brendan Escott here, Cam Moon riding shotgun as well. Bob is on his way to Denver as we speak. It's the Oilers and Avalanche kicking the Western Conference final off. Tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock puck drop on 6.30. Chad, our coverage begins with the face-off show at 4. You want to keep in touch with us? You can do so on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. That number again, 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You will still hear from uh, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and that very face-off show I just mentioned. Uh, And also from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft in just a couple of minutes here. He sat down yesterday one-on-one with Bob. Remind you that Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta's own Brown Lake Wagyu. Uh, Visit uh, jvedmonton.ca. News on the goaltending front in the Western Hockey League, Mr. Cam Moon, and it probably wouldn't come as uh, much of a surprise to most. <laughs> no, Edmonton Oil King, netminder Sebastian Kosa, he is the WHL Goalie of the Week. He went 3-0, and had a 9.05 save percentage, and continues to roll along with along with the rest of the Edmonton Oil Kings as they are waiting for the winner of Seattle and Kamloops in the WHL Final. I will unabashedly say that I'm cheering for Kamloops in that game. Yeah, I'll say that too. Okay. Yeah, I would like to see a Kamloops Edmonton final. And that's no disrespect to the Thunderbirds program, but they got a great program. Being a Kamloops boy, I have only one affiliation, really. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I've never seen them this far in the playoffs before, ever. I've been really? Only, yeah, because I, I was born in 94, so there the oh, run of yeah. uh, excellence came basically as I was a baby. Yes, yeah, <laughs> 95 when they hosted. Not only did they host the Memorial Cup, they won their way there. They were WHL champions. And then steamrolled, basically, through the Memorial Cup, the final 8-2 over the Detroit Junior Red Wings. Yeah, that Paul was... Maurice was the head coach of the Detroit Junior really? Red Wings, yes. All of uh, Kamloops' success at that point really orchestrated by Rob Brown's dad, Bob Brown, a lot yes. of it anyway. I mean, in that era, it certainly was. So, interesting stuff. The, the pipeline between Edmonton and Kamloops has been going on for, I don't know, about 40 years, it yeah. would seem. And so, it, it's, it would be great if that's the final. Otherwise, 
guys. I mean, there's there's plenty of, I know we've talked a lot about Reed Schaefer on this show and what he's doing for the Thunderbirds there uh, and uh, the affiliation that the Thunderbirds have with the Spruce Grove Saints obviously yes. ties it right back into Edmonton as well. So either way, the WHL final is going to be spectacular this year and it should be when Kurt Hill built the Oil Kings the way that he did this year. And I was, I was, it was great to see uh, Friday night for Game Five of that series with the Winnipeg Ice. Really good crowd, made a lot of noise. I mean, the game was over early. The Oil Kings got three goals in 55 seconds, five minutes into the game. So. You're five minutes in, it was already 3 nothing Edmonton. So there wasn't a lot of drama, but uh, there there was some uh, great plays by the Oil Kings. Yeah, good crowd, made noise. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and they will kick off the Western Con- or the WHL final. I don't know why I keep going to say that. The WHL final, Friday, Rogers Place. What about tomorrow at Rogers Place? How about the watch oh, party? Oh, yeah. How about the watch party? I haven't been to one of these yet, but it looks like an absolute riot. And I can tell you that uh, at least down at the Ford tailgate party, oh no, actually tickets are still available for the road game watch party. That's the one inside Rogers Place. $5 tickets uh, at edmontonoilers.com. Doors open up at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Puck drop at 6. But that tailgate party, as mentioned, we'll actually have uh, Jalen Nye live on location with 6.30 Jet Afternoons. And then uh, 4 o'clock gates open six o'clock game time so yeah plenty of uh, plenty of atmosphere to you for you to go be a part of if you'd like to down at the uh, downtown well the ice district plaza was essentially built for this wasn't it it's really? perfect yes it's perfect it and the atmosphere i've been at a lot of these rogers watch parties at the rogers place watch yeah. parties unbelievable they've been they've been unbelievable just great atmosphere everybody getting into it when uh, when connor mcdavid scored in overtime the other night it was really loud in there. It was really loud. So, yeah, it's been fun. Great atmosphere all around Ice District. Head coach Jay Woodcroft of the Edmonton Oilers. We've talked about it ad nauseum. He's been so much of the reason for the team, pulling it together when they did, how they did. He's helped create some of the atmosphere. But really, I mean, it's the coach's job to pull properly on the strings of the guys that are already on the team. So we were going there to watch McDavid. But why am I waxing poetic about all this? It's because our Bob Stoffer sat down with Jay Woodcroft uh, just yesterday, a one-on-one interview and, I mean, what wouldn't you cover heading into this Western Conference final against Colorado? Jay, what's this playoff run been like for you so far? Exciting. Um, my biggest joy and my juice comes from watching uh, teams come together and have success at the most important time of the year. So for me, as I'm standing behind the bench and, and watching these uh, men lay it on the line in the fashion that they're doing, it's, uh, it's exciting and it's certainly inspiring. Uh, the biggest thing that I've noticed through the course of the LA series and the Calgary series is your team's ability to take a punch, uh, their resiliency. Now, this is something that also, uh, when I watched the games in Bakersfield the last three and a half seasons with you down there, seemed to be in the repertoire of the Condors as well. How does a coach create that? And you often defer to the players, but is it partially the, the sort of approach the coach has? Well, 
I think what happens is there are moments within the season um, that present as teachable moments or moments that your team can grow from. And uh, it's the job of a coach and a coaching staff to capitalize on those moments, to not let them just go by the wayside. Um, and we certainly had a few of those moments during uh, the three months of the regular season when Dave and I have been up here. Uh, we try to capitalize on them. In the end, it's a credit to the players' resolve and resiliency, um, you know. And and I think you're right. There were times we took a punch in in both those series. We're playing good teams. It's a it's that time of year. Teams do really really good things, and it's our job to make sure that we stay on task and uh, in the end find a way. You played five forwards north of 20 minutes per game in the series against Calgary. Did you, in the process, eliminate the perception of their depth advantage at forward by doing so? Well, it was one of the things we were looking to do, was to negate uh, another team's uh, so-called strength. And uh, for us, um, you know, I, you let the games play out and you ra- react to what you're seeing. I think it's important to stay light on your feet, uh, not be a prisoner to something that was decided beforehand, and just make sure you're making the necessary necessary adjustments in order to help your team move forward and that's what we try to do in that Calgary series and and uh, fortunately for us we're able to close them out. Dave Manson uh, played the defenseman conversely all 17 to 21 minutes per game now Darnell may be playing a little bit less because he's playing through something uh, but just a thought on the work that Dave has done to engage and evolve um, all the D-men and in the process I think maybe rehabilitate a little bit of the confidence of a couple of guys in the back end. Yeah. I think uh, when Dave and I came up from Bakersfield, one of the things we talked a lot about was trying to spread the minutes out amongst the many rather than consolidating them just on one pairing or one person. Uh, and I think when you do that, you're you're able to draw more people in, um, play towards people's strength. We still want to put people in positions to succeed, but the most important thing we've tried to do over the last uh, three months, and Dave's a master at it, is we want to give our players the tools they need to be successful Um, different outs different um, ways to break the puck out different ways to defend uh, depending on who the opponent is and um, as I said uh, he's done a really good job with that with our group of D-men Mike Smith save percentages in the 920s you know, I look at him and Dwayne Rolson, and there's similarities there. And I used to say that Dwayne, there's house cats and then there's alley cats. And a house cat comes up to you and rubs up against your leg and makes you feel good. And then you see it do it against an inanimate object, and you realize the house cat's just there. An alley cat fights for all the scraps and, and is relentless. And to me, Mike Smith and Dwayne Rolson, two goaltenders in the last 20 years that have got shutouts at the age of 40 plus, there's similarities between those two. They're a little unorthodox, but incredibly competitive. Can you speak to what Mike Smith brings to your team, and is it possible for a goaltender to be a leader? Well, first of all, I really like that analogy, so I'm going to steal it from you. Uh, Excellent analogy, and I would say that that uh, certainly describes Mike Smith. I see someone who is, uh, you know, at his age, he's just, his preparation is meticulous. The way he takes care of his body and recovers, um, the way he he battles on every puck, um, you don't get to play as long as he has. And the way he's playing right now, uh, without doing a lot of things right, and have 
having that type of mindset that you're talking about. So I got nothing but respect for Mike Smith. He's uh, he's been excellent here, especially down the stretch and into the playoffs. A goal, a player's got to be a pro. Yeah. I mean, Mike knows the orders were in on Markstrom, and Mike knows the orders were in on Darcy Kemper. Can that work to an advantage? Uh, for a coach and also for a goalie, given the professional pride and the character that a guy like Mike has. Sure. I think so. I think you got to sink your teeth into whatever it is that's going to get the most out of you. And uh, Mike is a a person with a lot of pride. And um, like I said, I'm really proud of how he's playing. Calgary uh, is a bigger, heavier team that wanted to play that style. The Oilers now get Colorado. And Colorado's got some size that they didn't necessarily deploy against St. Louis. But Colorado's probably a deeper offensive team, certainly with a better power play. Could that potentially play factor and who you might address uh, further down the lineup yeah I think um, you know I use that term you know we're not going to be prisoner to something that was decided last series or the series before we're we're going to use our eyes we're going to try and ice a lineup with the the 20 men that we feel will give us the best chance on game one but we are light on our feet and we're willing to react that's within game that's after the game um, what I like about our group is that I think we have a lot of really good hockey players not just the ones in the lineup but players that uh, the coaches can choose from to help push the needle forward and all of them bring a little bit different of an ingredient so it's our job as coaches to make sure we're seeing things clearly and try and put the necessary ingredients together so that we can get a win in game number one. Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft final question for you does anything surprise you since you've come up to Edmonton? No, I wouldn't say surprise. Just because of my experience in the National Hockey League before, I think uh, what I'm really excited about was um, is our fan base and how engaged they are with the team. We said right off the bat when we came up, we want to make this te- this community proud of our team. Uh, we want to embody the values of our com- our community. We wanted to make sure that um, we we represented the same type of work ethic that I see on a daily basis from from all the people in the city of Edmonton and um, you know I saw the excitement in the playoff run of 16-17 this is at a different level and um, you know as I said we're working to make this community proud of us and uh, I can tell you we'll be ready for this series and we'll be ready for game number one. I have no doubt that the community is proud of what the Oilers have accomplished so far. I think that They've exceeded expectations. I think that they've even exceeded preseason expectations, which may have been higher than they ended up being, say, when the team hit that 2-11-2 skid. Now, are they even a playoff team? But uh, overall, what are your main takeaways here in the coach ahead of ahead of tomorrow's Game 1? Well, my main takeaways is uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson working with everybody that you know they had here already before. Um it's been a great fit. Um, you know, Brian Wiseman, Glenn Gullitson, Jeremy Capel. I mean, it's been a really good fit. And their attention to detail and Jay's ability to focus on one thing at a time when they first got here, things that he wanted to improve or change instead of hitting them with a bunch of stuff. It was just one thing at a time till we get that right and move on to the next. And and that has really got the players to to buy in. Plus, they were seeing the results of it. They were, they were getting results. So it's 
it, one feeds the other. And next thing you know, you've got a team that uh, got on the right track and continued to roll, was rolling towards the playoffs, have had some bumps for sure in the playoffs. There's, that's going to happen. But they had bumps during the regular season. They were able to get through that. Whether that is veteran leadership within the team or whether that's just everybody getting on the right page and and being able to have a short memory when things don't go well, all of it has led us to the point where the team is about to embark on a Western Conference Championship Series with the Colorado Avalanche. So lots of good things. And just before we go to break here, Woodcroft saying in that interview um, that he would adjust his lineup according to essentially the eye test, what he sees in, in that first game or what he sees on video heading into that first game. If you were going to change anything, to me, I wonder whether Archibald would come out because in the context that that question came up, it's like Calgary was a heavier team and you dressed XYZ in the bottom six. Now that you're not necessarily playing as much beef, do you need a guy who's essentially out there to hit and mix it up? Or would you insert more of a Devon Shore who can bring more of a versatile skill set in that instance? That's kind of what I picked up there. All possibles. And that that's, as we've noticed yep. with Jay, he is not against changing things up and moving things around. And, you know, who knows? If if uh, Leon Dreisaitl's in a position where he's feels close to 100%, do you go with three three centers with uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins like we saw late in the regular season? I don't know. I don't know. But it's all possible. And neither does Colorado, and that's probably the biggest (laughs) thing. We'll step out here on Oilers now. It's 122 in I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Edmonton back with you. 780-496-0063. We've got Big Bad Joe on hold. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon in today. The Oilers now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. We know Leon's getting a little bit better each day with that high ankle sprain. That's how those injuries go. Darnell Nurse is uh, playing through a core injury right now. Uh, It was reported he will need off-season surgery for now. He soldiers on. The Avs without Samuel Girard for the rest of the playoffs. Fractured his sternum, getting crunched into the boards in the last last round. Uh, an ugly play. Ryan Murray out with a fractured hand right now 
as well. So Gerard, I think, is a player they're going to miss, Cam. Pretty slick puck-moving defenseman on the back end. Elsewhere, Brad Marchand with hip surgery. He'll miss the next six months. That'll be two months' worth of next season as well. Uncle Milt's tuned in today. Yeah. He's tuned in every Say day, hi to Uncle Milt. Yeah, he also says that around 20 years ago, a customer says, uh, a good salesman will sell you one truck. A good service department, that'll keep you coming back. That customer and his family have now bought more than 50 units from Brent Ridge since then. That same service department, one of the reasons that Brent Ridge just received their 11th President's Award from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs for your vehicle, you can call Kevin, Margie, or Mike. 1-877-477-FORD. It's 477-3673. Vehicles treating you well? Very well. Excellent. They do great work out at Brent Ridge Ford. Big Bad Joe, I think we've got a couple of minutes for you here. 780-496-0063. We'll head to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Joe, you're on with Brendan and Cam. What's on your mind today? Hey, man, you guys. It's awesome. Doesn't matter who always now puts on the radio. It's always fantastic. Now, I will keep it short. So ever since the playoffs started, uh, 5 to 12, of 10 to 12, I leave the house, and I drive and listening to the radio. At uh, 6 o'clock, or whenever it is on, I drive, and when the show is over, I'm listening to uh, some Dutch music, and you know what, everything, you know, it works, and I must have put almost 3,500 kilometers on my car, but I mean, for the oilers, man, I would drive to uh, too. You know, it's just awesome what's going on. And I picked the Oilers in five. Excellent stuff. Big Bad Joe says Oilers in five. He says, I don't care about an oil change. I don't care about mileage. I listen to these games in my car. And that, to me, that's what fandom is. Everybody kind of makes it their own, and it makes it special to be a part of when something like that happens. Love it, Big Bad Joe. Fred, we'll sneak you in here just before we hit the news break. What's going on? Well, you know what? fan for 50 years now and it's just as exciting as it was back in the Alberta Oiler days. You got that Calgary Alberta Oilers. I got my WHA jersey out. I got all kinds of memorabilia and for all the younger people, Brendan, yourself included, enjoy this because you just don't know when it's going to happen again. So go out there, do what you got to do. I got my Stanley Cup we made from 1990 coming out here today. So it's going to be fun. Appreciate the call, Fred. That's great stuff. The homemade cup that sat yes. somewhere in Fred's basement or shed <laughs> or storage locker for the last 32 years. He's breaking it out in what better time. And uh, yeah, I imagine, again, for me, this is kind of my first uh, foray into this kind of Oilers excitement. It was pretty fun in 2017, but not like this. This is a totally different ball game. So, I mean, is this what it's been like in 06 and, and, and in the 90s and that's sort of thing and then the, certainly in the 80s it was like this well it, we, but it was different it was different because there was no social media and there and there was no ice district so you went to the game but then then you left mm-hmm. you know like you now there's just there's a mingle yeah there is a community involvement <laughs> Let's call it that. Which again, There's was, one great big party. And that was the whole vision of the Ice District. Yes. It wasn't just the hockey rink. It was the Ice District. And if you find yourself down in that neighborhood and want to catch the game tomorrow, there's a ticket still available. Just $5 gets you inside the watch party at Rogers Place. Doors at 5. Puck drop. 
for game one at six o'clock. You want to hang with your buddies outside? The Ford tailgate party's there as well. Gates opening at four for game one of the WCF. We will uh, bring in Reed Wilkins, get his thoughts on the series that was and the series that's coming up after this next global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.